Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. Today we take a little different direction with the program. Obviously right now people are staying at home or working from home, so the need for a car is not necessarily as great at the moment. But for those needing a car serviced or are in the market for buying or selling a car, how do we do that in the midst of a pandemic? Well, Brian Moody is the executive editor for AutoTrader. I talked with him recently about what we need to know when it comes to our vehicles during a global health crisis. And I think that one of the things to keep in mind when you're talking about car dealerships in your town is that these are locally owned small businesses. This, you see a big Chevrolet sign out front or a big Nissan sign. Those companies don't own the dealerships. It's a small business uh, in your community that provides decent jobs. So it's definitely a concern. Um, but there are ways that those dealerships and some automotive businesses are, are creatively trying to serve the public, similar to how you see restaurants kind of adapting. Sure. And I, we're seeing it locally, too. They're, they're doing a lot of by appointment uh, sales presentations and all their service departments right. are open they're to, to right. limit, limit exposure. Is there a fear or concern? How do you, rel- how do you alleviate the uh, potential concern of, okay, yeah, I, I need a new car or I want to, someone's got a great car for sale that I want to take a look at. But I, you know, what, what are some of the things that maybe we need to think about if you're, if you're the seller and the buyer in this time? Well, I think buying a car is one thing. Um, obviously, dealerships are in the business of selling cars, so they're going to accommodate you in whatever way they possibly can. In terms of an individual person selling their car, I don't know that this is the right time to necessarily do that because you're probably not going to get as much as you would. And, and even the dealerships are acknowledging with such strong incentives from the manufacturers that, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a buyer's market at this point. But if you need a car, and, and think about it this way, it sounds kind of silly in the midst of all this, but some people have leases expiring. Some people have cars they already sold previously and were still looking. So there are times when you might need to get a car, and the way that you can do that really is just the way that the industry was already kind of ahead of it. Now it's sped up is you do most of it virtually. You do your research online. You do your connecting online. You might even negotiate the price if that's the kind of dealership that you're going to. Um, you can apply for financing. You can do all these things online. And a lot of dealerships are even saying, hey, we'll bring you the car for a test drive, and we'll let you drive it alone. Now, not always, but make sure that this is something that you can do at your local dealership. And those are ways that they're kind of adapting to what's happening because, like you said, they're in the business of selling cars, so they want to do that however they can. Sure. Well, as the as the son of a former car dealer, I still like to go around and, 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 and kick the tires. So I, 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 I think there's <laughs> – I don't know how you completely remove that personal aspect out of – out of the out of the buying buying process, I right? think delivery is kind of the way. I think that yeah. that's going to be the the way that we do that. And if you think about it, some of these things, like I don't know about you, but when I would order food from a local restaurant in the past, I never liked going into the bar to pick it up. I didn't like that. And now, when they bring it out to your car, kind of like from the '50s in a car hop thing, I'm like, I like this sure. so much better. And I think some of these things are going to stick around because people realize I do like this better. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you from from your perspective, looking at the industry, um, how do you think that this is going to change those types of services that that have that we and how we think of them historically at, at, in in this process? I I think it's going to speed up, or it already has sped up, two things: um, the virtual aspect of car buying, so video walk arounds, emailing or chatting with a salesperson. 
Um, I think it's going to reduce the haggling or negotiating aspect of it, or if that does exist, it will be much more pleasant, which would be through a series of emails, for, let's just say, for example. And I think that it's going to make uh, car sellers, dealerships especially, uh, put them in the mindset of, like, we really need to be super competitive here. And I think that's what's going to remain. What, Like you said before, one of the things you can't avoid is you got to test drive a car before you buy it. That's just not a reasonable thing. So the concierge-type services that, that we've been talking about, I think, will be present all the more. And let's face it, that's already existed, but it's only existed for high-end cars like, say, Lincoln or Tesla or Genesis. What does this do to the to the traditional um, uh, traditional dynamic? I mean, I remember when Saturns came out, and it was you know it was a no haggle price. You know, they gave you the best deal possible on the you know on the car, and and how that impacted how cars were sold and how how sales is is the car salesperson you think going to how is that role going to change? Do you think? I think it's going to change from, and it's already been changing, from more of a traditional salesperson role to more of a consultative kind of thing that you may have as a virtual assistant. So remember, there's lots of different ways other than the price of the car that the local dealer can endear themselves to you. Like, hey, maybe they give you a month of free car washes or they give you uh, a cozy or free floor mats or wh whatever it is. There's still going to be ways. But I think that, the, like you said, the, the one price thing is probably going to pick up a little bit more because of what's happening right now. Now, is that good or bad? At Auto Trader, what we what we know for sure is that people have said over and over that's the part of the process they dislike the most. So for some consumers, they're going to say, "Thank goodness, I never wanted to do that anyway." One of the things I know we wanted to talk about today was is how to stay, how to keep your car clean and 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 safe during 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 this time. What are some basics that that we all need to kind of maybe remember, but we probably don't even think about because we're so used to just getting in the car and going. Right. And so you don't need to overdo it. Um, there should be a trigger for cleaning your car, like maybe you had a sick person in the car or you're going to be transporting an elderly relative or a baby. You can use antibacterial wipes and wipe down the surfaces that you frequently touch, the door handles, the steering wheel, the shifter, of course, those are the big ones. But also the rearview mirror, people forget about that. The seat adjustments, uh, the seat belt, receptacle, the climate control, the radio, um, maybe the trunk lid, maybe the glove box door, all of these things, you can just hit that with an antibacterial wipe, and that should make you um, a little bit safer. And also, remember, if you're not driving your car and it's just sitting, try to start it up at least once a week. Like, go out there and let it run for 10, 15 minutes um, outside, of course, not in the garage or anything. And then that will keep everything working properly so that when you do go back to using it, it'll be ready to go. If so, if you are in the process or you do need to, you know, for whatever reason, sell a current vehicle that you that you have uh i remember growing up you know uh, dirty cars don't sell <laughs> so no matter what you never showed a, a dirty car i'm guessing that's kind of a up even a even more important oh my yeah. gosh that's going to be times 100 now because it, it already was true and in fact my son and i just went to go look for used cars for him he just turned 16 and even a 16 year old kid would say Dad, why didn't they wash it before? And I'm like, I have no idea. There's a 16-year-old kid who's telling me, like, why can't adults figure this out? So if that was already true, a hundredfold more is that going to be true because a person in the current era is going to go look at a car and see that it's dirty, even if it's just sand or whatever, and just look at it and it looks dirty, no way. Not, not worth the risk. I'll just skip it and move on. 
One other thing, you mentioned this a little earlier, but I just wanted to kind of circle back because I know, at least here locally in our in our area, most all of the 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 um, dealers new and used and that have service centers are are really being um, upfront and 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 proactive. Um, about how they treat customers, how they handle cars, and and you know scheduling appointments for them to come in and that kind of kind of thing. Um, consumers shouldn't be afraid to get their vehicles serviced if they need them. They? No, that's true. And in, in most in, in most places, um, you almost have to look jurisdiction by jurisdiction. But if you can look at the local things, the places where um, this is true are many. It's the auto service and repair is considered an essential service. And you can kind of see why, because although many of us aren't using our cars, well, the people who are nurses and firefighters and policemen and grocery store clerks and postal employees, they're still using their cars. So, of course, you need to get them repaired. You shouldn't have to wait. And if you don't feel comfortable going down to the place, the local repair place or the dealership or whatever, however you service your car, they'll have a program too. But call first. Maybe it's as simple as I drop my keys in the slot and I and I leave and I tell them my car is there, and that's the end of it. But they'll have a way, whether it's pickup and delivery, to get your car serviced. Because, again, just like the restaurants, this is what they're in the business of doing. They're going to find a way to do the business that they're doing. Brian, is, has, has the industry ever seen anything quite like this before? Well, you could make some parallels between um, now and so sort of like the – the months and years after September 11th. Uh, I think the difference here is that in in 2001, that was a that was a bummer. Like it was just people mm-hmm. were you know, and, and you buying a car was probably the last thing on your mind back then. Today, I think it's a little bit different. I sense that people are anxious to get back to normal. They want to get back to work. They want to do the things that they used to do. Now, of course, some adaptations are going to remain. I think. One question that we have answered, you know, fairly, fairly accurately, couldn't this just have been an email instead of a meeting? I think we know the answer is yes. You probably could have done that. And that probably will happen more and more frequently. But I think because of people's desire to work and to be out there and to do, I think that's going to be the thing that will help not just the automotive industry, but other things get started in a little bit more of a, uh, uh, let's say, a quicker fashion. Sure. Also, I've noticed in... in liberal or lucrative incentives to the buyer uh, seem to be out there now, especially from the, from the main mainstream for manufacturers. Sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, if you look at, here's just a couple of examples. If you look at new car financing, of course, whenever you borrow money, there's a fee associated with that. Well, we're seeing 0% financing charges on for 60, 70, 80 months on new cars. That could be a significant savings. If you, if your car is pricey enough, that could be, the difference between, you know, you know, a monthly payment that's what you can afford and what you can't afford, or if you're so inclined, you might be able to get a slightly nicer level of car that you were going to get because it's 0% financing. Now, whether or not you should finance something like a car that, that long, that's kind of a different conversation, but I think you need to make it work for your budget, each individual person. And at the end of the day, these manufacturers are doing whatever they can do to make it worth your while to at least think – well, maybe I could trade that in now. Brian, that was all the questions I had. Is there anything else you think would be important to, to touch on? You know, I think the, the, the main thing is, like, you're going to use your car a little bit. Be cautious when you do that. 
You don't need to overdo it, but you can keep your car clean. And if you're so inclined that, that you feel like you might need a car at this point, it's a good time for the buyer, but make sure that you're financially okay before you go out and start doing that. That's Brian Moody, executive editor for Auto Trader. With this edition of In the Author's Voice, I'm Jeff Williams.